the Talking True Hoops podcast with Robert Schlatter and Nick Parabolos, your one stop for nonstop basketball talk. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and follow our social media, Talking True Hoops, on Twitter and Instagram. Now, here's Tip Off with Rob and Nick. Welcome back to another episode of the Talking True Hoops podcast. I'm Nicholas Paralos, and alongside me, I have Robert Schlatter, and we're here to talk basketball. You know, we had our trade special last week, and did the trade deadline live up to what we thought it would be? For the Cleveland Cavs, it definitely did. Rob, what do you have to say about the it trade was, deadline? Um, it was eventful to see, like, I didn't think anything was going to happen, and then all of a sudden there was a huge firestorm. Everything just came at once. Cavs made huge deals. A couple other little things sprinkled in there. So it was a pretty entertaining trade deadline to more than it was last year. I remember there was like a lot of hype. Every, every year there's a lot of hype with the trade deadline. But this year there was a huge amount of hype with how the Cavs are struggling. And then they throw in the Isaiah factor and everything. And it all happened for the Cavs. And they completely flipped their roster. Basically took... A starting lineup and just shipped it off for a new one but I mean it, it was kind of crazy just to see what happened with this with this trade deadline Nick all right let's start with the we the New York Knicks and Willie Hernan Gomez getting traded to the Charlotte Hornets for two second rounders and a man named Johnny O'Brien Rob I think this was a terrible trade absolutely and we've terrible. talked about this before in the last podcast but I guess they ruined. They ruined. Yeah, I don't really, know. yeah they. <laughs> there's. There's nothing to really delve deep. It's just the Knicks being stupid once again, being just a terrible franchise, not knowing Scott Perry and Steve Mills running the show. You could already tell it. There's just dysfunction there. They. They cut Johnny O'Brien as soon as they traded for him. They got a 2020 second round pick and a 2021 second round pick, and it's just like. Billy Hernan Gomez wasn't really going to be, you know, there's a, I hate when there's hype around players and you don't know exactly what it's going to be, but he showed glimpses in his rookie year of being a contempt basketball player and a very solid big man. And he played with Kristaps Porzingis before in Spain or wherever they played in foreign. And they played very well together and they played well when in Willie's rookie year and then uh, Porzingis's second year and they played really well together. And then, you know, obviously the trade for from Mello to get Cantor and bring him in there kind of put Billy to the back the backside because they wanted to feature Cantor because he's more of in his prime, and I understand that. But you got to re- – like, he's he has a more to offer to the game than Cantor. Cantor is a guy that can get you 10 and 10, yes, but he's a one-dimensional guy, and when I say, yeah, he can defensively rebound and he can score a little bit – he has a he's improved his defense a tad bit, but Hernan Gomez has such a better upside. His footwork is much better than Ennis Cantor's. He's a big body that can rebound defensively and offensively. He plays much better defense consistently than Cantor, even though you know the league's not very, you know, defensively driven driven for uh, big men. But you know, Hernan Gomez, it just it, it's a terrible move. They they cut the guy that was that they were trying to get, and Johnny O'Brien wasn't going to really do much for them anyway. So just another bad move by the Knicks, to be honest with you. It just didn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah I agree, especially about Przingis going down with the ACL injury. We'll talk about that later in the podcast. Yes. But that, I feel like you definitely could have plugged him in as a young guy to get more minutes in. Yeah, and also it doesn't really make sense because now when he's going to Charlotte, 
they're gonna he's gonna have to battle with minutes for with uh, Cody Zeller and Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard, who's been playing really well, and Frank Kaminsky. So yeah, Billy goes from a a weird a weird situation to another weird situation where he probably won't be getting minutes. I feel bad for him because he's a good, he showed a lot of good play in his first rookie season, and then he kind of you know he lost his job because the coach preferred to play the other guy, and that you know I really feel for him. It it really sucks. So, yeah. Let's move on to the uh, Detroit Pistons made another trade and acquired Jameer Nelson. It reunites Nelson with his former coach back in Orlando, Stan Van Gundy. I think this is a good trade for Detroit. We talked about this. Yeah, and I, I <laughs> they mean, needed, they needed more players like that could yeah. score and stuff. You know, facilitate Jameer Nelson. I guess fits that criteria for what they gave up a future second round pick and Willie Reed. Great trade in yeah, my eyes. I think it's a solid trade. I didn't even know Jameer Nelson was still in the league. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you and uh you know Willie Reed had that trouble with the uh, domestic violence recently and I think he got suspended like five games by the NBA or something like that so they kind of wanted to jump ship with him and not really want him on the, and not want to deal with him and they just sent him off to the Bulls I'm assuming the Bulls are looking to probably cut him unless they want to continue with him but yeah it's a good good idea to get a veteran guy in with Detroit and he played with uh Van Gundy before in Orlando so that's a good good deal for them and then uh we're just running through just the whole trade thing. So we'll eventually get to the good stuff, but we got to go through all the stuff. Heat acquire Luke Babbitt from the Hawks. Luke Babbitt played uh, with the Miami Heat before for uh, Okora White. I really, no, uh, I, don't know. I don't know who that is really, but Luke Babbitt's an okay ball player, and he goes to Miami. Your Brooklyn Nets make a make a move, a, a, ta- a little move. They getting made, well, done. they made two moves. They also traded Tyler Zeller. To the oh, yeah. Milwaukee we didn't Bucks for before. Richard Vaughn in a second round pick, so that was a good trade. They got Dante Cunningham and from then swapped the Vaughn for Cunningham, yes. which is in my eyes a good trade as well. Get a little veteran grit off the bench, mm-hmm. and then the Hawks also deal Sheldon Mack, who I think is a solid player from uh, the Wizards, and they give up a second round pick, so that's a good deal for the Hawks. And then a little. A little better of a deal. The Bulls acquire Noah Vonley. This is kind of a funny one. We were talking before this, before we started recording. Noah Vonley gets goes to the Bulls, and then Portland Trailblazers gets the the draft rights to Milovan Rovic from the 2007 draft. Rakovic. Rav, what is it? Rakovic. Rakovic. And uh, he's 32, and he's never played in the NBA, I believe. So that was kind of an interesting. Uh, yeah, it was probably just the cap cap situation because yeah. Blazers trying to get a lot off the books, I think. So that that was basically the move: get no off off the contracts yeah. and just get a guy with rights. So yeah, just free up a little, free yeah, up a little money. Little so taxes. now to the spicy stuff: Cavaliers deal Isaiah Thomas to the Los Angeles Lakers as well as Channing Frye and their 2018 first-round pick, not the Brooklyn Nets pick, their own pick that they have in the draft. They get back Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance Jr. This is a great trade for for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Lakers, it makes sense for a first-round pick, and they kind of were already looking to get rid of Clarkson and Larry Nance, so I don't want to say it was completely one-sided, but it also kind of raises the question of why they would want to pair Isaiah up with Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball is not playing right now. He's injured. So that was kind of a weird thing like as an initial reaction to the trade. But then once you see that they're trying to compile draft picks, kind of makes sense. Channing Frye is probably you know, not really going to play too much and not be a big factor. But Isaiah, 
It's a, I think it's a better opportunity for Isaiah, though, in Los Angeles to kind of show his talents and look to get a little bit more money in that contract. I think it's laughable for that he thought that he was going to get $200 million from the Cleveland Cavaliers, especially in LeBron's contract year or his ability to opt out, which he's pretty much giving the signs that he is going to opt out of that contract. So, yeah, so I listen, great trade for Cleveland. You know, it works both ways because Isaiah Thomas is a free agent after this year. Mm-hmm. So Los Angeles is just piling up guys with un, with un, with um, one-year deals so they can have a, loads of cap to try to go after LeBron. Exactly. So pretty good trade for both teams. In my opinion, I think the Cavs won this trade because they got rid of a man named Isaiah Thomas who is not a good basketball player, very overrated. The man cannot... And you know what? He was very—he was speaking out against Kevin Love, speaking against yeah. out against the Cleveland Cavs, and it's like, who are you? You've played how many games with the uh, with the Cavs? About twenty, and you have not helped the team whatsoever. They have lost since you've come back. They've actually been in a bigger hole. Oh yeah, since you've come back. Mm-hmm. So, Mr. Isaiah Thomas, you should sit in L.A. Get the hell out of Cleveland and that's... enjoy being last in the West. Yeah, because that's what happens. All right. And, yeah, and um, I mean, I thought Isaiah coming in initially was going to be a good fit with LeBron and everything but it just didn't work out and the thing that really got me and you know had me like okay they need to get rid of this guy was when him Shumpert and reportedly him Shumpert and JR and all and Jay Crowder were all going after Kevin Love who had an all-star season it's like how can you blame this guy when all four of those players sucked and then Kevin Love had an all-star season. You you can't do that, Isaiah. No. Like you can't speak out against the guy who won a championship with the Cavaliers and is on the all-star team and is playing really well and helped carrying them through that 18 and when they went when they won 18 of 19 games exactly. So you you got to just completely, you know, cut ties with him. It was just it wasn't a good fit even after half a season which I'm not, you know, a big fan of like they only play for half a season, you can kind of see where they go, but Dan Gilbert, obviously, I think it sets Dan Gilbert up and the Cavs if LeBron is to leave. You know, Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance are still under contract, so you got those guys who are good young players. Obviously, you're going to take a huge hit when LeBron leaves or if he leaves. So to get those good young players in there, it's a good kind of protection plan for the future if LeBron decides to leave, which yeah, he probably I think, will. Yeah, I think Larry Nance helps the team on both sides of the court and that's why they need him because he's a young athletic guy he could he hustles on defense you know he'll run the court mm-hmm. with LeBron so that's definitely Clarkson's going to get you a lot yeah, of yeah Clarkson's going to help you too so. and he'll he's a better defender than Isaiah Thomas yes he so, is Isaiah didn't and that was one of huge. their big issues and we'll move on to some more trades but I mean Isaiah that's another big thing they were looking to get a lot more defensive help than what they were already getting with Isaiah and those other guys. So yep. real quickly before the other big one, Ennis dealt uh, James Ennis was uh, dealt to the Pistons from the, the Grizzlies for Bryce Johnson and a 2022 20, second-round pick. So that's another little thing for – Detroit's loading up yeah, right here. Yeah, Detroit's like getting they're a trying lot, to make a playoff Van push. Gundy is making a lot of moves. I think they could they could continue to do something and, and get in the playoffs the way they're playing right now. Yeah, it's like sure. they haven't lost with Blake in the lineup, so – might as well keep it going. And then the Cavs make another huge deal, three-team deal between the Cavs, Jazz, and Sacramento Kings. Cavaliers receive George Hill, Rodney Hood. The Utah Jazz receive Jay Crowder and Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose was – I don't know if it's official, but I'm, I think they bought him out and they just cut him. And then the Kings receive Joe Johnson, 
uh, Iman Shumpert and a 2020 second round pick, and I think Joe Johnson already got bought out, and there were rumors Good. of him going to. Hey man, he can still hoop. I think. No, he's I'm been... saying I don't want to see him in the Kings. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was reported that he was going to probably go to the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, but I don't know if oh, that's I fallen hope, I through. Hope. I think that would be a really good fit for him. So for this trade, it's like this makes them a lot better defensively, and a, I think a lot better at the point guard position with George Hill. Looking at how well he played on a good team last year with Utah, before you know he went to Sacramento, and then I don't know why he thought to sign that deal i think he, he can want the money he probably yeah he just wanted to get some cash so but getting george hill and rodney hood rodney hood's a okay defensive player and he's a really good scorer so this makes the Cavs that much better overall from where they were and then to add in those to add in george hill rodney hood and uh jordan clarkson and larry nance a good amount of younger younger talent george hill is a little kind of older than the rest of them but rodney hood's still pretty young so they get younger way younger than they were before and they get a lot of good players on that team yeah i like the trade for the cleveland cavaliers sacramento also gets george hill off the books meaning deer and fox will get more minutes yeah frank look for him to get a big fantasy jump yeah so those are two two good moves jay crowder to the utah jazz i think that's a good trade for utah as well you know just a 2020 second round pick which isn't that important so Mm -hmm. Overall, good trades for all the teams. I would definitely say Cleveland is now jumping out. And, you know, we'll, we'll just discuss it right now. Dwayne Wade, they traded to Miami Heat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Miami. Uh, uh, South Beach, bringing the heat. Yeah, he's back to Miami. For like a 2024 20, second round pick, mm-hmm. I think. What was it? 2024 yeah. second round pick. So that but, was clearly – Cleveland was – Clearly, you know, that adding, move was done by LeBron. Yeah, clearly. And LeBron was just like, we got to be nice by him. And it's just like, go back to Miami. We don't really need you. Yeah, clear, clearly Cleveland is adding by subtracting. And that's what they needed because they had a lot of personalities on that team and a lot of people that wanted the ball mm-hmm. and just were were cancer in the locker room. And thank God they, they figured it out, you know, mid-season. Maybe they'll turn it around and they'll uh, they'll make a push for the number one seed in the East. But yeah, we'll I, see. Well, I mean, Celtics and uh, Toronto have been playing well, so I don't know if they they get they could still catch them if they get on a good stretch. There's Hell still yeah, a lot of rest real. of the season. Jay Crowder going to Utah. I think Crowder look for Crowder to have a better than what he was before. Uh, with not not to where he was in Boston, maybe, but a lot better than what he was doing with Cleveland. Because obviously, there's not as much pressure on him with being around with like LeBron and everything. So I think he'll 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 uh, have a increase in his numbers and everything. So I think Utah gains a okay player, but it's not like you know they they were looking to get rid of Joe Johnson and Rodney Hood. They may have wanted a little bit more for Rodney Hood because he's been playing really well this season. But I mean. Can't really complain too much with Jay Crowder, even though he's been having a disappointing year. But he he can kind of expand his role a little bit more in Utah, and uh, yeah, see where he goes from. And then Iman, I just want to point this out: Amon Shumpert will be exposed for going to the Sacramento Kings, and will be seen as not that good of a ball player. Well, he had two good years I've with the Knicks, and then he he had two good years with the Knicks, and then for the rest of his career, he will not be heard of again. True, thank God. I, that <laughs> man, he is he is another one. Bet terrible locker room guy. Terrible locker room. Cannot ball. All right, let's make this a quick one. Raptors acquire Malachi Richardson from the Kings, and they trade away their Bruno 
Caboclo. You know who that is? Oh, two years away from he's being two years, two years away. Yes. This is, he's two years away from being two years away, and then we'll see. <laughs> he's two years away from being two years away, so this is the fourth year. He's ready. You know, he's going to make his NBA debut soon. He's going to kill it. All right? Now, uh, we, we talk- Yeah, Dwayne Wade back to Miami. That'll let's, be- uh, let's talk about the Suns acquiring Peyton. Um, the Orlando Magic, yeah, for just a second round pick, while former first round pick at the 10th spot, Alfred Payton. You know, he hasn't lived up to the expectations, but did we actually expect him to do that? Well, I didn't. The man cannot shoot, and today's NBA probably not the move, best bet to keep him on your organization. It seems like the Magic are probably going to use their first round pick on either a Trey Young or a Saxton, yeah, their and, top 10 pick. But so. I, will, I will say. His hair must have like downgraded his value because a 2018 second round pick. Yeah, man. They were talking like first round pick. They were talking with like the Knicks and everything, and they were like, "We could get a first round pick." No, this guy's bad. And yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, I wouldn't say he's bad because he's a guy that could get you like a triple double, and he's kind of a numbers guy. But you know, he's not like a lot that you want to invest. Well, so he's a free agent. So. But I think the Magic just were like, yeah, exactly. So I think the Magic were just like, let's just get rid of him, dump him right now. We don't really, you know, if he ends up being it, you know, so what? Phoenix are getting a point guard that they they really need because, you know, they haven't they've been like bouncing in and out with point guards with like Brandon Knight before and they had Goran Dragic before, so they got they're continuing to search for a point guard, so True. That's a that's a solid move for Phoenix and, you know, only give up a second round pick is not bad. And then there's another This is the last trade. Yeah, three team trade. Knicks receive Emmanuel Moutier. Denver Nuggets receive oh and they got a second round pick the Knicks got a second round pick Denver gets Devin Harris and a 2018 second round pick Dallas Mavericks re- receive Doug McDermott and a, a second round pick I don't know the other reports I read were the Knicks got a second round pick but I don't no, I don't know exactly it may it may have been Dallas but so overall I think it's a good trade I think it's a good trade for Denver because they needed a kind of a veteran guy Devin Harris can still kind of play somewhat really? throw back to the New Jersey Nets days I think it, I don't like the Denver trade keep the young guy They do get a a, a pick though yeah, No but the thing round, with Moutier, Moutier though Yeah I like They 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 were all they were already kind of done with him because they were kind of already throwing Jamal oh, Murray man. and Gary Harrison and they were like all right Moutier, you're the odd man out he hasn't really shown too much with his game that impressed them. He was looked at as like a great defender and then wanted to see him develop on the offensive end, and he hasn't really done that. For the Knicks, it's like, okay, they it's just give up. It's a great trade for the Knicks. Yeah, I think it's a great trade for the Knicks. Doug McDermott was not working out. They were think, thinking of him to be a 3 and D guy, but he just wasn't wasn't panning out as much as they want. And, you know, that could be because Jeff Hornacek just gives out weird minutes and whatever. But Emmanuel Moutier is a, a big guard, and he's a, a lengthy guard, and – He's a lot. He plays a lot like Frank Nealakina, so that's going to be interesting to see. I would kind of, as a Knicks fan, I would kind of like to see Moutier and uh, Nealakina play in the backcourt together, just to kind of see, because like they're going nowhere this season, so you may as well see what you got. It's assets, and they're assets that you know. It's good to have. Whoever you know, if it, if they don't end, you know, if they got, you know, if they end up panning out and Moutier becomes a really good player because he's he's shown glimpses I think this year he had a, a close to a triple double against OKC I remember seeing and he started off the year really well so he's got he's got game but mm. he's just got to show a little bit more with uh with what he's had and I think New York presents him with a better opportunity being that the Knicks are terrible right now and uh they I need agree. they need they need some players to plug in there so th- those were I think we ran through, we ran all, through the all the trades we got yeah. through so 
going to be a lot of interesting it's going to be an interesting second half especially for the Cleveland Cavaliers with this uh with this trade deadline happening and everything so moving on we got some more uh we just want to mention before we head into the to the studs and bums we got we talked about Porzingis they drafted who he uh he tore his ACL, so that kind of, you know, that sucks. It's never something, you know, Knicks fans are really upset about it. And, you know, I've said before, man, he's injury prone. We have went through, I, do I need to go through his injury history once again? No, there's too many. There's way too many, man. And this is the reason he tore his ACL against the uh, the Greek freak. He dunked on him, though. That was nice. Yeah, I, will, I will say. Giannis dunked yeah. on Tim Hardaway. Yeah. Like, over Tim Hardaway. Over Tim so. Hardaway. It was probably the dunk of the year, maybe could be up there with some of the best dunks all time it was crazy but so Porzingis tears his ACL and you know it's just more to my argument of saying why he's not the number one option in New York because he can't stay healthy the best ability is availability in my mind and uh it's just it's too bad to see him go down but it's it's like he's been he it's tough for him to not miss at least 35 games and what you've seen in his past couple years. And it's just like, it's Knicks fans got to realize, man, it's like this guy is, he's a very good player. And I think he's a second option, but it's already been shown that he can't handle the big, the, the game and the bigger players. And he doesn't like to face contact. And, uh, you know, he's just going to get injured more often than not. That's just the way with him, you know, unless they find, if, if, He's going to get injured more often than not, and this is going to happen. Maybe not ACL tear, but you know, because that you know that's a that's an aggressive injury, and that kind of sucks. You never want to wish that upon anyone. But it's like he's going to if they continue to focus on him as the number one option, it's like the stress on his body is really going to hurt his game, and it's not it's going to well, show him to be not as good as people want him to be. The only thing I have to say about Kristaps Porzingis is get you know wish him to get healthy as yeah, soon as possible. Course. But this might be a blessing in disguise for the Knicks. At least it makes them terrible. Yeah, exactly. So the first-round pick was more value. Maybe they'll actually get a top-five pick and somebody uh, that will help. You know, Even more reason of why they traded Hernan Gomez now is like, yeah. oh, like Porzingis just went down and then you trade him. Like, yeah. Why would you not at least give him more minutes and then – It doesn't make sense. But it, it, it makes right. zero sense. Man. It's all right. It They're going to be bad. They got Moutier. Um, yeah, Team LeBron's all going down. We talked about this last time, and yeah, we still talk about it. They're, the whole team's going down. Cousins with the Achilles, Kevin Love with the hand, John Wall with the sore left knee, and we got a shout-out, Kemba Walker. Cardiac Kemba. Cardiac Kemba. Cardiac Kemba! For getting in the All-Star game, replacing Kristaps Porzingis. We got a couple Huskies playing together. Yeah, we got Drummond and... Uh, and Kemba Walker, even I don't think they no, they definitely did not play together, right? No, I'm saying they're on the same team. I know, but did they? Oh, they no. didn't play together. No, they did not no, play no, no. the same team. But yeah, that's good to see from the Huskies that they're being represented well in the All Star game. So now I'm gonna move on to your studs and bums of the week. You getting big fantasy bang or got a big fantasy bust? Here's Nick with this week's studs and bums. Yeah, let's go. We got the Spanish maestro and Ricky Rubio. You know. I, I had him as a bum a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and he has turned the, turned the page. Yeah. yeah, He's been averaging, you know, 23, 20, 34th, 20, 29. Huge who game. is this man getting buckets from Spain? Ricky people thought Rubio, he was gonna, who? People thought balling. he was going to get dealt at the deadline, but that yeah. didn't happen. But. but he's been balling. His assist numbers have been going up. Ricky Rubio, 
you know, keep it up. You he's are a the stud, man. man. Right 29, 20, 34. He's been, yeah. uh, he's been playing really well. And another stud I have is Julius Randle. He has been averaging in since the last week of January 29, 19, 19, 21, 17. And, you know, numbers of six plus rebounds per game which is pretty good he's averaging you know he gets a couple assists some games in other games he's just the one but Julius Randle has been balling out and with the trade of Lance Nance expect his role to increase and you know the the sky's the ceiling for this kid what oh what is that Jordan the roof is, or the the ceiling is the roof. Yep. I but Rand, yeah, Randall was ex- people were talking about him getting uh dealt, him getting dealt, but dealt. I think he's a guy you want to keep. Man. I like Julius Randall yeah, from I think Kentucky. Yeah, I think he's a good ball player, man. I don't I don't know why Magic and Rob Palenka would want to dump him. He's a good ball player, and I think they should keep salary, him. On. Salary. Yeah, I think they they you got to keep him, and you, I think he's a guy that you can build a. Not around him, but he's a guy that's a piece to the puzzle that can really help them. Now, let's go on to our bums. We have Courtney Lee from the New York Knicks. I watch basketball, and this guy makes me want to turn the TV off. Yeah. He is terrible. He's a terrible shooter. You know, His jump shot's completely I broken. Can't, I just cannot watch Courtney Lee. He's very questionable, especially when the Knicks go to him down the stretch, and he freak, he just dribbles and does nothing. He dribbles the ball he, to death. Yes, he dribbles the ball, and you, you're like, what are you doing, Courtney? Come on. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's there's a reason why he's been on, like, 20 different teams in his career. I mean, it's just – Yeah, he's $54 million, right? Yeah, I oh, mean, but God. I will say because he didn't – I thought he was going to – or I don't know if I thought he was going to get traded, but people, a lot of people believe that he was going to get traded from the Knicks at the deadline because he's a veteran player, and a lot of people kind of look at him as a a three and D guy, even though he's you know he's okay, he's an average basketball player, and he's a kind of he's a little hyped up when he was on the when he's on the Knicks, and people are like, oh, he's that good? No, he's okay. If you actually watch the game, you'll see Courtney Lee for the real player that he is. But you know, he may have a a jump in his numbers just because Porzingis going down and they're going to look for more uh, more scoring options but as of now he's just a bum he's a bum yeah next we have Evan Turner of the Portland Trailblazers come on Evan former second pick from Ohio, the Ohio State University and he's only been averaging nine points three rebounds two assists in 27 minutes Evan Turner you are a bum as we need you to step up your game because Portland's in the playoff picture and they need you as they, the third option. Yeah, they need him as the third option, and uh, that's what they were expecting after they signed him from Boston. Yep. Never gave panned out money in too. the past. Yeah, they gave him a lot of money. And uh, his last game, he had, like, 13 against Charlotte. It's like, dude, like, you got to give a little more. I In the past, like, a little bit before, like, in the beginning of January, he started playing well, but nowhere near to what they need from a third option. And uh, they just need to see more from Evan Turner, and I really, you're probably not going to see it. I think this guy's just checked out, and he's. Uh, yeah, I don't like him. Yeah, he's definitely a guy. He's going to be bouncing back and forth on the waiver wire and everything. So definitely don't. Yeah. Invest a lot into Evan Turner. So now, moving on from studs and bums, we're going to go on to the big man on campus. Here's this week's big man on campus. Shout out St. John's University. Took down two Goliaths in the past week. Playing very good basketball. Chris Mullins and uh, his assistant Mitch Richmond 
our uh, for, two former NBA greats, has have this team playing extremely oh, yeah. well, and they're competing really good. And our big man on campus is uh, Shimori Pons, averaging 20.5 points per game, 5.2 rebounds per game, and 4.7 assists per game. Dude is playing really good, the Brooklyn product. Yes, it's Thomas Jefferson High School. Shout out. He's really good, man, and he's been playing well, and that's the reason why they've been winning games. And they took down Duke, which made huge headlines. Duke lost yesterday as well to North Carolina. Yes, they lost so, yesterday. Trouble so, in paradise. A little, little trouble in paradise. When they were ranked number four, that's when they beat him, and they beat him 81-77. Shamori Pons had a, a huge game, 33 points, four steals, three assists, seven rebounds. So that, for a guard, that's a that's a – yeah. Tremendous game, and then when they went on to take Jay, take on Jay Wright's Wildcats, we mentioned uh, Jalen Brunson in the last podcast as the big man on campus, and they went up against each other, and Shimori got the best of him, taking down Villanova 79-275, scoring 26 points, two steals, five assists, and five rebounds. This guy is playing out of his mind, Nick. Yeah, Shimori Pons and St. John's Red Storm. Shout out to Queens, um, New York. You know they they ball at MSG a lot of the times. And yeah. They, they definitely you know they they were actually playing very bad basketball prior. Really bad. I mean they they're still like a ten game, in a row. They're still a game below five hundred. Yeah. But I think honestly, they got a little you know a little juice going with them. And yeah. They got if, some if, grit. Hey, if if March Madness come or March comes around and they get in the Big East turn or they're gonna when they're in the Big East tournament and they already took down Villanova and they they maybe match up with them at the end of the at the end of that tournament. It's like hey. We can take them on. We beat them once, True, you know, yeah. and and I think, you know, maybe maybe you could be seeing St. John's in the in the dance and once again, Chris Mullen lot. bringing a little magic to the to the Red Storm, and you know that'd be that'd be fun. I mean, the way they're playing right now, you just got to respect the way they they've been going, and and even the games before they've been, I mean, they got blown out by Butler, but they played Xavier at number six, and they only lost by five points, and Shamori had thirty one in that game, five assists and five rebounds, so. Yeah, I mean, shout out to St. John's again. They've been balling the yeah. last two games. Let's don't, see what they could do next on their schedule. They got Marquette, which is a winnable game. Yeah. And DePaul, Marquette again. Seton Hall's good. Let's see what they could do then. Butler. Yeah. You know, let's so, see. Come on, St. John's. St. John's, I mean, I think they're headed in the right direction, and uh, Shamori Pons has been a huge part of that. And, uh, you know, a little magic in March. You know, just don't don't be surprised if you see St. John's at the at, in the dance in March. Mm-hmm. Just and and maybe take them as a as a couple upsets in your bracket. You know, we'll see. We'll, we'll, see. we'll get to we the. Still got we'll, a lot of time. Yeah, left. we got a lot of time left, but getting excited for the March Madness thing. Oh, so, for real. so that was our big man on campus. That was this week's episode, episode nineteen of the Talking Troops podcast with Robert Schlatter and Nick Parabolos. So definitely hit us up on. Uh, Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Definitely subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on YouTube as well, SoundCloud, everything. So thank you once again for listening to the Talking Troops podcast with Robert Schlatter and Nick Parabolos. We will catch you next week. You've been listening to the Talking True Hoops podcast with Robert Schlatter and Nick Parabolos. Once again, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and follow our social media, Talking True Hoops on Twitter and Instagram. Join us next week for more basketball talk on Talking True Hoops.